knowing that you have a safe space to speak about whatever it is that you went through. Um, yeah, it, it just like, it's the most raw thing that you could speak about. Um, it's the most uh, like depth of any, for, I don't know, obviously birth is one thing, but death is all, like, to me one of the most deep things that anybody could speak about or deal with or um, handle. And Welcome to the Heart of the Soul podcast. My name is Amana and I'm your host. I am a wild earth mama living in the Pacific Northwest with my soul flame and our two earthside wildlings. I have lived most of my life afraid of speaking my truth. And although the fear remains, I am choosing the path of the brave and bold and am sharing my voice with the world. Here you will find personal heartfelt stories and insights from my unique lens, as well as conversations with other amazing women in my web of life who have incredible wisdom and stories to share. I truly believe that there is more that unites us than divides us. Birth and death are always a part of our human experience. Please join me in the creation of the Heart of the Soul community as together we breathe life back into storytelling and remember what it means to be wild, human, and alive. Today, I am honored to have Ashley here with me. She is my soul sister, cut from the same cloth. Uh, we have known each other for over a decade and we live in different countries, see each other not enough, and yet we communicate nearly every day, send voice messages back and forth to each other. She has walked along with me through some amazingly beautiful times as well as some extremely challenging times. And she has been just an incredible supportive person in my life that I uh, just, there aren't even words to express the love and appreciation that I have for you and all that you bring to my life. Thank you so much for being here. I feel like I'm about to cry if I speak more. Um, I love you. <laughs> uh, yeah, would you like to say, actually, before we get on with it, I'm just going to preface this, that we are recording this with babes napping. And so this conversation is going to be super free flow and might end abruptly and to be continued another day. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the feeling is more than mutual, my darling and my love. Yeah. And I think that um, it's so funny today as <laughs> oh yes, let's show Amana, we're both wearing these V-Love shirts. And <laughs> I think that I don't know what is the stone in your necklace? I have moonstone. What do you, do you have? I think this, this is amethyst. This is amethyst. So we're close because you yeah. gave me a moonstone also um, that I yeah thought of wearing today, not remembering, of course, that we were doing this. But yes, I, uh, it's just the most amazing thing when I first met Amana, that it was like, just spoke to our our souls were speaking. It was um, very few words that just automatically connected us. And of course, when we think about the ways that do connect us in one or another, the biggest was grief at the time. And we had just shared the experiences that we had. And it was just like an automatic magnet, like, you know, most people, when you go through grief, if they've been through anything similar, they might think that, or, or if they haven't been through something similar, they might think that each person is going to go through a similar process. Um, but Amana was the first person that when we spoke, it was, you know, just honoring each other's each individual experience and knowing that neither was better or worse in any way. It was just, you know, the age that we were 10, 11 years ago, so young, so young, you know, in our early 20s to think we had been challenged with these grief, you know, periods of our lives already at that age was just unheard of with a lot of people, of course, in our similar age group. So yeah, it was just love at first <laughs> connection. <laughs> Yes. Um, and the time of this recording is April something, 2021. 18, 18. <laughs> 18. Yeah. 2021. Yeah. And we met in July of 20, 
or uh, 2010. 2010. Yeah. 2010. And funny enough, the weekend that I met, there's all, Amana and I have all these synchronicities and we, we could like connect the dots in so many of these synchronicities, but just that when I met Amana, um, my husband and I, we weren't married at the time, but we um, had a beautiful weekend meeting and having fun with Amana and some other friends at the time and then came home and we can see literally the same night we got home, we conceived our firstborn child who, you know, turned 10 two days ago. So how, you know, all of these things are like, you know, the beginning of our relationship was the beginning of new life for our life. And then how those synchronicities just kept going through all the new life and, you know, the lives that didn't survive. So yeah, all these, we just like the universe just kind of bounced around all these, you know, positive moments and negative moments or hard or difficult moments, I guess, as you could put it more so that we would have things to look forward to after the ones that were challenged for us to overcome yes we've been together through so much over this this past decade uh would you like to tell people where you're from and a little bit about yourself so they have a little frame of reference that's what's so funny when we met um well I've I grew up in Vancouver Mm -hmm. British Columbia in Canada and Aman and I met in Seattle Washington and in the states and that is where Amana grew up and where she um where she was at the time but not where she I think you were living there um but we but that's fairly close Vancouver Mm -hmm. and Seattle was fairly close so Mm -hmm. we used to see each other a lot at that time uh and then uh, over time, Amana moved a little bit further and a little bit further, <laughs> and also so did I. So now we are in a place called Squamish. It is 45 minutes from Vancouver and 45 minutes from Whistler, basically. And we're in a mountain town with ocean and water and rivers, lakes, um, just the most beautiful spot, of course. Actually, I think that Amana knew it from uh, the friend, mutual friend, and how uh-huh. we met because they were into mountain climbing. And of course, we're in like a mountain climbing mecca. Um, so it is a beautiful place to be and, um, yeah, I've got, yeah. I've and got we can three... also pause. There's a pause option. So if you ever, yeah, need, cause you, you can cut it this conversation. Can we can. It. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> if I wasn't talking and you were talking, I would just mute it as well. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I have three kids, uh, in, the in Squamish with a husband that is a helicopter pilot and um, I am a financial advisor and that I have a lot of like have had a lot of flexibility in my time but of course it's always with a full family and a full uh, being self-employed it is full on literally (laughs) but yeah we wouldn't want to be in any other place and um, we just on, you know, keep talking about how good mm-hmm. we feel with where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is wonderful. Yes. So like Ashley said, we first like bonded over, well, first my name was Ashley at the time. So we had this Ashley and Ashley bond, which was awesome. And I still feel that, you know, resonance as my birth name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like she spoke to, we bonded over separate deaths and grief experiences that continue on today, but were more potent at that time, these grief experiences that we had in our lives and the way that we navigated those and supported each other with them throughout the years. And just having that sort of deep bond, I think sort of brought, I mean, depth is the only word I can think, but like brought depth to our relationship from the beginning and what we were open to speak about with each other. And that sort of continued on through the years. And I think that not a lot of people, because you have to have that comfort or maybe understanding that they are going to be compassionate to you, especially if it's already been several years since you have lost that person, you might not want to bring it up just to anybody. And so knowing that you have a safe space to speak about 
whatever it is that you went through. Um, yeah, it, it just like, it's the most raw thing that you could speak about. Um, it's the most, uh, like depth of any for, I don't know, obviously birth is one thing, but death is like, to me, one of the most deep things that anybody could speak about or deal with or, um, handle. And, and then I've learned Lamont has been a teacher for me being in, um, you know, when we talk about life and death and being so close to that and our astrology was like, you know, cut from the same cloth and, um, and how we are connected was also that we sit on this. Um, I don't know. I want to say like on this timeline where we are so connected to both birth and death so closely that um, I maybe had, I had feared um, things around death. And then by meeting Amana, it kind of opened me up to not fear um, death as much. And also for it to be more of a, you know, this beautiful experience of a transition into another life. Um, yet just yesterday, I told my, my son who was asking me about uh, something happened where we were talking about my dad. My dad is the one who I lost. Um, and, oh, he, he asked me when he was uh, on his birthday, he asked me if I was happy when he was born. And I, I know, started crying and I'm like, oh, Sawyer, um, I showed him his birth video and he, and then he wanted to know, look at pictures of himself and he was a baby. And so we looked at old photos and of course, old photos for when he, 10 years ago had some people in our lives that are not in our lives anymore. Um, one being my grandma. So he said, it makes me sad. I think about my, uh, his great grandma, Doris all the time. And I said, you know, she's still here. You can still talk to her. And he, you know, he said, he was, he said something about, he connected it to astrology, even though we're talking about a lot of things, of course, to Sawyer. And he's like, this astrology stuff is just, mm -hmm. you've got so into it. <laughs> And I'm like, well, it's not astrology that it connects us to our spirit, um, spirit like family members or the spirits we have lost. It's the universe, sure, the universe, the divine. We can think it's in the stars. So, um, yeah, how he was connecting it was so cute. So oh, cute. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like because we both experienced these deaths earlier in our lives. Like I know for me, that was a part of my, like this broadening of the awareness of the spirit realm and of souls and of the inner knowing that my loved ones were living on in some sense mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. I was able to speak to them and communicate to them. Mm -hmm. And, um, I feel like for you, that was maybe similar Mm -hmm. Well, the growth, if you think of actually just like thinking about this, how much you learn, right? So, I mean, every experience, you're going to learn things, but when you're young going through this, you're also developing your sense of who you are, who you want to be, how you want to be, what you believe in, what you don't want to believe in. All of these things are kind of created at the same time of going through these massive transitions in this grieving process. And and yeah, being, um, you know, not connected to them in the physical plane anymore, but I think being younger and understanding, like, and not, sorry, understanding maybe as much about that, but thinking, how can I connect with them in any way outside of the physical nature? And I don't think in our past generations, that was something that was just a, a forefront or I know my mom <clears throat> because she didn't understand, you know, how to help me when my dad passed mm -hmm. and was always just around, you know, I felt like she was just around and I'm like, it's okay. You don't need to know what to do. You can just be here. Yeah. Um, but then I told her that it would be my, it's my own journey. It's not yours. So, you know, I will seek whatever help that I need and I will ask, or if you see that I'm struggling, sure. Ask me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I didn't grow up in a family where like the spiritual realm was something that was spoken about or understood or, you know, promoted to explore. Mm -hmm. So I remember also meeting you and like you had, I think you'd already seen a medium before that. And I never seen one. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is this mm -hmm. whole other realm and that you were open to that and like tarot cards. And we started sort of exploring that together and talking mm -hmm. about our experiences with tarot and mm -hmm. playing cards for each other. Yeah. And how that really, 
um, that was just like a learning and growth experience. Like you're speaking to as well to yeah, explore absolutely. that side of life. And I love how you mentioned that, like maybe our parents' generation ago, or even and last however many generations that in our culture, our cultures that we've grown up in, uh, haven't been connected to, you know, death and dying and the spiritual realm. And yet like all earth-based cultures and the history of the world. Yes do have this connection, but it's been lost. Yes. In, in, and I think, of course, when you think about that, there's also different cultures for sure. And I think in the, you know, this, of course, all these thoughts of like white, you know, the white cult, like what is the culture in the white world that we live in? That's just like blank. Like, honestly, it feels just a lot. There's a lot of blank parts that aren't um, aren't connected. I mean, the one thing I could say is that my grandmother, my aunt Doris, uh, grandma Doris, my mom's mom had studied, um, she had studied meditation with Maharashi and was part of, I, I call it, kind. I mean, it was maybe called, it was the Cavalarian Society, but it was, um, you know, in the way that she explained it to us, you might've called it a cult. Um, however, it was just, you know, a unique way of living. Um, and that was also, you know, they're trying to find a culture, they're trying to create their own culture of how to live, how, what to believe in, all these things, what to believe in. And I think that that maybe was one thing that helped with my mom understanding some of that from her mom, even though she might've not been as into meditation, um, it still was there and resonated somewhat in my household. So it wasn't something that I never heard of or, you know, um, and I know that with, I think with my mom, she had started to open up to me when my dad died and the things that I was questioning and things that I was wondering about, that's the first time she shared with me that she had had a miscarriage. You know, I was 17 at the time and she had never told me, but I mean, when you're 17, like what would have brought it up for her to tell me that, um, you know, but to then understand that the losses in her life and how um, we are connected in some of those things and the losses that we have. So it, yeah, when I, the, one of the first things I remember after kind of my crying for months and months and months after losing my dad was that I wanted a, to talk to him or connect to him. And of course I was, I think at the time, Sylvia Brown was on TV. And so, you know, there was this like, interest okay if she can do it why I'm always and that's like the nature of who I am I'll try sure what can I lose and um like the first the first lady that I met actually was through my grandma she introduced me to her medium and it was like of course that she has a medium she's you know studied meditation her whole life um Uh, And it was just like, you know, this older lady, but you know, how long she had been doing that also almost like a secret, you know, in, um, in her (laughs) like society or in her life. Oh, it's so interesting how, yeah, now a current client of mine is a medium and has a wait list that's two years long in order to, you know, serve people that are interested in having a medium. Like, how amazing is that? Yeah. And I, it's just, as I see here, sitting like affirmation cards, we have, we have shared, you know, around actually above where I'm sitting, I have created, it's, I guess you would call it maybe like an altar. (laughs) Um, It's a mountain wood uh, piece that I got. And then it's got all of the things that I've treasured that Amana has given me. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's in a pr- pretty prominent place in my kitchen. And I did just for my birthday, Amana put, um, you know, my name on a piece of paper with car like words that she, that made her think of me and, you know, just art that she drew. And I've stuck it underneath the cards that she's giving me that are the most beautiful cards that I have ever seen. Um, It's interesting, you know, at Christmas or birthdays, when people give you stuff, I don't know that, I mean, not everybody does this, but you, you know, not everybody thinks about the card that they give. And, you know, would someone keep, would someone keep this? Is it a piece of art that I would keep? And then there's a memory attached to that. Um, 
Yeah. And funny enough, I had, I think by the, t- when I met Amana, I had kept every card that had ever been given to me my whole life <laughs> until I was 21. And I had um, just moved into a new, like an apartment, the first apartment that I bought. And I had like, I had to really make a decision. Am I going to keep these? Cause it has such, such a um, large amount of stuff <laughs> to keep. Yeah. And I did, and I didn't, but you know, I, still keep some and I keep the ones that yeah are treasured and there's just I think this connection in um giving things even it doesn't even matter what it is but just gift giving is like a little receive of love and Aman and I have never felt like you know we have to it's not a place that we have to do something um, for birthdays or Christmas. It's just if we feel like it or we want to, or um, we have the time and space with work and life and kids. Oh yeah. yeah. And COVID that's like, Oh, I don't want to stand in the post office lineup. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But I, and I feel like we have also been really intentional in those gift giving, like you said, like not giving just because we have to, or we should, but giving when we are, when we find things that we feel connection to and feel like, each other would feel a connection to as well. Yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't need to arrive on your birthday. It just, you know, the intention can be set that yes, I will be giving you something. It won't come on the day. I have no idea what day it will come, but it will come when it is ready to come and um, it will be the right time. You know, it's like absolutely trusting in the timing and it speaks to like our relationship and the trusting and knowing that we have this deep connection and that if we don't respond to each other for a few days or whatever, there's not like a why aren't you responding to me and things like that, that we have so much an understanding. It's interesting also how the, um, the like non-communication, like we, okay. So voice memos are a thing that I think Amana and I tried to figure out how we could communicate to each other living in different countries because we didn't necessarily, like, you know, back then we may have not had, um, cell cell whatever you call it like international calling on our cell phones or that it was expensive and internet was not as like as fast and so um skype at the time was like hard difficult you know cut out or whatever um and to catch someone on the time that you actually have to be able to call them or they will answer. I mean, it just gets less and less as time goes on. Busy lives, you know, don't. Especially when you had, you know, Sawyer, like in that first year of (laughs) eating and things like that with kids, it's hard to catch those moments. Oh yeah. And yeah. Yeah, And I never voice memoed with anyone else before, but I love how you, I think you started it. I feel like you said And I don't that. even remember what app we used at the beginning, if it was. If it um, was WhatsApp or not. I don't remember either, but. Yeah, I don't think it was WhatsApp. I think it was probably something else, but I mean, oh, there was like, I want to say Napster or something like um, MySpace or like, I think it was, I have no idea, but there was all these things over time that we have shifted into um, one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, just figure it out and be able to communicate no matter what. Um, you know, and, and things have been frustrating. Sometimes we have both recorded memos of like, we've lost time. Yeah. Like 10 minutes. And then it just like, it's the worst. Oh my gosh. We're like, we get so stressed out of like, I just, I just told you everything that was happening for the last week and now it's gone and I can't record it again. And, oh, but like, you know, we've learned over the time it's like okay fine we needed to like express that anyway we were frustrated about maybe one thing or another um yeah I do think that (laughs) we're getting we've gotten maybe some more patience with you know technology like there's all these learning things that have just come out of um finding a way to communicate to someone and I have you know since since we started our uh, our communicating I was like a super big advocate for people maintaining relationships um, no matter the distance or you know uh, whatever struggle that they felt was a way to communicate I was like hey send a voice memo you don't have them live on the phone you don't have their response or their reaction so you know just you can say whatever you need to say and I mean put it out there. Um, I have hands down told, I feel like hundreds and hundreds of people to do voice memos, Um, like clients. I mean, grandparents, like every single person, because it's 
Yeah, and I mean, we write notes so that we know what to say to respond. Um, it's a way that I've been able to keep relationship with one of my best friends in Australia. And we live, you know, on, I basically say we live on different planets because he, or different, it's completely different time zones are on the opposite side. You know, it's just like so wild that we are able to maintain such a strong relationship with being on the opposite sides of the country, yet so connected in all of the ways because we just find the time to make, you know, a few minute memo um, to just connect. Yes. Um, and with and the voice, you can like, you know, you can hear the expression that the person has and we can speak so much faster than we can type. I, yes. And then I can listen instead of having to read, I can listen to it while I'm doing dishes or whatnot. Um, dinner. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I too have like attempted to, I have a few other people that I voice memo with regularly, but some people are intimidated by it and mm -hmm. don't do it and you and I was probably that person to begin with in all honesty because I have a hard time but with you I felt safe mm -hmm. and you have helped me to like learn to express myself verbally more and mm -hmm. not just type it out to say the words out loud and to expand my like throat chakra and my voice and that yes. has been such a blessing Yes, I know that early on, I mean, I have always been a very social person and um, my mom was even more social than I was. And it's so funny for me to think that other people thought me as social because, you know, when I remember being with my mom and her talking to people on the ferry or um, you know, walking in a mall, I'm like, mom, be quiet, like just leave me alone. But yet I am, you know, even in my life today, if someone walks past me and doesn't say hi, I'm like, what's wrong with them? <laughs> you know, why can't you just like say hi, you know, how's it, you know, how's it going? And even if it's sure. And I'm like, I mean, in the last year when people were like, Hey, how's it going? I'm like, well, you know, you know, just one day at a time, you know, but at least it's just feeling like, I don't know, this, there's these little connections with each person. And of course a smile, like you know, everybody knows that a smile can just help. And I think just sharing as well, what you feel, what you want to say, it, you know, doesn't make you feel like there's anything unsaid. I mean, that's what I would say, like in grief and when people are passing, the biggest thing that they've said, they will say, I mean, you know, Amana has been told these things. Um, and I feel like you should share because I remember oh, there were some it. people. Oh, well, I remember this one, like, you know, for some reason, I just remember um, being told that, you know, that one of their wishes was that they maybe had of spoke to their son or their daughter, or, you know, their, um, someone that they are now have no choice, no chance. And it's like, the relationship is gone. Um, actually <laughs> that brings me back to like, when I met my husband, he had, you know, he has a mom and a dad and uh, he had not a great relationship with his dad. And that was, you know, something that was difficult for me because I'm like, hey, you have your dad alive. You have a choice here. You can have a relationship or you cannot. But why would you not try? Why would you, you know, I don't have a choice. I don't get that choice anymore. And it, I swear I talked and talked and talked for a year. And he like, you know after a year he cried and was like I I want a relationship with my dad and I'm like well then next step is to just start speaking to him and you know it took a it took a long time but today you know grandpa lives super close now comes to our house like all often and he has a relationship with his son and now his grandkids and you know and his his wife, which is our like Nana, Nana as well. So uh, like the opportunities for people to shift any relationships that are, you know, struggled. I know some people hold on such, such strong emotions for pain. Um, I mean, I truly know that there's certain things. And again, in my life, when my dad passed away, I, you know, kind of became a bit hard at the time with friends around me that if they, um, I just had no time for shit. I'm like, you know, if you can't, if you, if you don't understand or can't like get me um, or even be compassionate to me, I was like, I had no time for it. Um, and that kind of made me a little bit hard and maybe um, people thought I was a bitch, but I was like, 
you know, it was, it just, yeah. it was the, the, the front I needed to put on Where at the you time. were at right then you needed yeah. a certain set of boundaries to help. Yeah. With totally. your own healing and journey. Totally. And I hadn't been, you know, there was no trauma there with my dad. So of course I know that if there's, you know, any, you know, verbal, physical, or emotional trauma that happens in these relationships, it can be really hard to move past that. Um, so I think of course it depends. Sure. It depends. Um, but you know, the biggest thing that I say, I think all the time is you don't know what you don't know. And you don't know if someone feels differently than you do, or, you know, all those things, like anything that you would ever think you'd be like, you have no idea. You really have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, how that, how that, I think we are so quick to judge how someone else is going to feel or think or what they're going to say. And even today, I mean, it still is honest, honestly, and something that I think all of us are challenged with is like, stop, just listen to your intuition and, you know, you, you've, you can only do so much, like you can only do your best. And I have, you know, seen so many people that are like, you know, especially on social media that have such negativity, like come at them. And they always like are posting about all these negative people. And I'm like, I don't know if it's because I don't post enough, I'm not out there as much or whatever it is, but I definitely asked the universe at some point uh, to keep those people away. And I think that that whole, you know, connect who you're going to be connected to or who you're going to meet and build the connections with are going to be the people that should be in your life. And that um, any people that are super, you know, down on your vibe, they're not, they're not supposed to be so. I mean, I like, feel like I'm going in a circle. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. And it can be hard to like disconnect from those people sometimes too. And it can be a cycle of staying in relationship with people that aren't bringing the things that you want for your life, which can then like, I've done that before, stayed in relationships that were bringing me harm, bringing me things that were not good for me. And yet I stayed there until a certain mm-hmm. point when I made a decision to step away. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy. No, it's not. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how I think, and, and in, you know, in the history of these like 11 years, um, like the most the most amazing thing is that, that these memos as well and these connections and the way that we communicate is that if there is no communication, like if there aren't any memos, you know, it's a subconscious, like, you know, that there's something going on as well. And it's like just this, um, you know, oh, like, okay, we learned, we learned Reiki, you, I think you first, and then I took some, or maybe I had a Reiki session, and then, but somehow we've like, you know, connected all these dots around the same timing. And it was like, okay, well, we're just going to send each other Reiki. And, you know, whatever, whatever we can do without the communication um, on this now voice memo scenario, um, we will do. And, you know, it's just, yeah, I just, it's like the most special relationship, of course, of, I feel like my whole life, <laughs> you know, yes, it's yes. totally different than your spouse. I mean, I can't, you know, Aman and I speak about things that we don't speak to our husbands about or speak about our husbands, <laughs> you know, yes. um, <clears throat> or whatever we need to speak and about. Parenting and mothering And it can be really helpful to, yeah, have each other to speak about these things. Some things that, you know, aren't spoken about often in our greater greater culture or friend friend groups that we're able Mm -hmm. to speak openly about. um, Yeah. And to be so receiving, I think of, you know, all the things that we learn and of each, each other's uniqueness that, you know, and that has grown and changed over time but not having any judgment one way or another and just loving unconditionally or just the beautiful being that you are. Absolutely. Cause we don't do all the things in all the same ways and that would be boring and we wouldn't want to, but I love hearing the different things that you do and, you know, some ways of doing things that I don't do and some ways that I do and others that I never heard of that I'm like, Ooh, I want to try that out. And yeah, it's been Yes. As I think of like the last thing that I said (laughs) that we, uh, I was like, let's do a movement 
challenge together yeah. <laughs> and then okay you're like okay let's start today and I'm like oh, I'm not ready today <laughs> and yet we still haven't done that yet um or like together but then my neighbor gave me a Fitbit and um now it's tracking my my steps and I'm like put to put you know movement goals in there and it has gotten me move moving more it's funny how these little like I don't actually think I've shared I haven't shared this with you yet um I think she gave it to me on Tuesday so it's like not long but it has been a fun a fun new interesting thing um you know yeah, motivating you to move more, you said. Oh, motivating. Yeah. Well, there's like a hat. It tells you, you don't even have to put it in if you haven't moved for 30 minutes that day. And like their, whatever their fit, like, I, I guess it's your heart, whatever the algorithm is. Yeah. Or your heart rate or something or other. They know how, like how much you're working or how much you're moving, whatever you're doing is not moving enough. Funny enough, but vacuuming was part of those 30 minutes. Like <laughs> they were in there in that 30 minutes. Um, yeah, no, it's an interesting, all oh, the ways we just want to help each other out all the time. And like, whatever struggles each other has, I just am like, oh, I wish that, you know, I wish I could bring you food. I wish you could, you know, all the things we can't do. Um, but even like, you know, this is just the funny thing that I thought was so, so neat is that, you know, when you wanted to make sourdough bread and I'm making sourdough bread and I can't, of course, like I could try to ship um, sourdough starter from my fridge, but who knows if that would work or not. <laughs> or they think we're like, or if they would allow it across the border. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like what the hell is this goo that she's sending? Um, but then, you know, connected, I found or emailed some, some bakeries in Spokane so that I could find out if I could get, find a starter for you. Yes. And then and I did. did. And I did. You so know, awesome. it's like the things that you can do when you don't live in the same place. And yes. And when we move further and further apart and then, oh, but yeah, making, making the time and space for each other and supporting one another, like mm -hmm. through anything that we could ever do. I mean, I will just hundred percent forever and always, and hope that one day when we're at some point in our lives, we can live next door. <laughs> Yes. to each other yeah yes and I know when we're really you know struggling I feel like we can have kind words to each other or make like suggestions that might be possible or helpful like well have you taken a bath or lit a candle or pulled a tarot card or yes. you know had a moment to yourself and sometimes uh, in motherhood can be so overwhelming and like the perfect mother persona and myth that is there that we're you know this unattainable thing that we're striving to yes and that can be really hard and just reminding each other that it's you know we're not perfect and it's we're gonna yell at our kids sometimes and we do yell at our kids like I yell at my children Yes. I don't like that. I wish no. that I didn't. I, no. you know, work on my ways of communicating. <laughs> yes. I yeah. mean, that's just all the things we are not perfect. And, you know, having kids at different ages, it's kind of that whole thing of like understanding it different. I mean, but each child is also different. I mean, for yes. sure. But what, what, what I had maybe already done. And then I'm like, but this is, I mean, it was my first kid. I, I don't know. I don't know any different. Like, I don't know what's better, what's not. And, you know, having, having even just like this sugar, like the, the conversations about sugar and, you know, how it's like, let's try like almost like a challenge. Let's try and not have them have sugar. And, you know, having a third that now I feel so sad for her sugar intake. Oh, and yeah, I wish that I just wish that everybody had people like you and I have, or that can have someone that they can communicate with. Um, and I don't think it, you know, obviously it's the whole thing of it doesn't need to be someone that is like a sister or feels like, you know, someone that you could, basically be married to and <laughs> yes with. lives yep um, yeah and it doesn't always have to be a professional I think professionals have a really strong place in the world and I've spoken to you know mental health professionals and they've helped me through things mm -hmm. and my relationship with you helps me through all the things 100 percent 100 percent and I think that 
I have, you know, several people that of course was around COVID are struggling, hardcore struggling, and they do not want to go to counselors. They feel like they're just going to bring up stuff that's from the past that might, you know, drag them a little bit further into their depression. Um, and that's like, well, can you just connect, you know, like send me memos, send me memos, um, send, send someone memos. Like, honestly, if you're in a dark place, what, what do you, what do you got to lose? If you're just going to send a memo, you have no idea when they're going to listen to it or whatnot. So you don't have to feel any pressure about what you're saying that in the moment, someone's going to feel one way or another. I mean, yeah. And I had, and it has like my one friend, she has starting to use memos. It is awesome. <laughs> I'm like, yay. I mean, I had told her for years and years and years, but now she's like, okay, I get it. Like, I, you know, she's often up in the middle, like in sleep, doesn't go to bed for a long time. So she has time in the night to record memo while I'm sleeping. So no, we can't talk on the phone, but sure. Send me memos. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All these things. Yes. Ah, oh, yeah. so good to see you. You too. And this, these beloved shirts that, okay. So you gave me the, these, all these, these are like the synchronicities. You gave me this shirt the weekend that you met Owen. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even remember <laughs> that. that. Her is. husband, the, yes. the weekend, like we went to this, uh, you know, the fact that I was there, the fact that, yes, I was there. I live what? in a fucking different country. And at that point we were living even like we had been further apart. And so the fact that, you know, we were there when Amana met her now husband is just like so wild. And yeah, these, these shirts, they started that experience there, there. And then like, we went to, you know, we've been, we've worn these pick-a-thon. shirts on. So we wore pick-a-thon. them at Pickathon. Yeah. I was talking about Pickathon last night, uh, like that amazing festival, but it's just like the love and experience that that was. Um, and then um, I think we wore these when we went to, um, oh, Shiza. Oh, well, I know that we wore them and that picture that we have together at um, Hartley's celebration. Yes. I mean, there's just like all these times of us together in these shirts. And yes. I and wanna, the message, the be love mantra. The be love like, oh, yes. yes. Oh, someone else said to me, like, wear your shirt that you, it, the way you want to feel. Wear a shirt that says the way you want to feel. And I mean, how awesome to wear a shirt that we've worn now for. So how many years is that that we've had this shirt for? Oh, oh, five years. That. Six. For six years, it was 2014, seven years coming out. It was, yeah, summer solstice of 2014 when I met Owen. Holy moly! So, seven years, these shirts have lasted for seven years, <laughs> yeah. and we're still rocking them. Hell yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, all these things. And then you find you find little, little verses that say be love, or you find little things that say love, or and it's just like, yes, I'm going to send her that. <laughs> that is the thing that I'm going to give her. Yeah. Yes. I'm oh. reflecting on how, yeah, voice memos can feel sort of raw and vulnerable. And sometimes maybe we have courage to record them anyway. Like we haven't had that many conflicts or challenges in our relationship, but they have been there. And we've been able to like, speak them out to each other and honor each other in the ways that we feel and find, you know, a common ground mm-hmm. within mm-hmm. the differences. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I mean, it's funny. Cause I don't think, I think with a lot of people might think of the bad things in their relationships more than some, you know, some of the good, but I'm like, I don't remember any of, I yeah. mean, I can remember difficulties in like in communication at times when we were going through things. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, it's just like honoring that experience for each other and being like, I'm just, you know, and, and again, we both know each other is there. Just, we need to be ready for that, you know, and to receive that love or, and sometimes we're not. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember going through like Hartley's experience and going sort of silent for a while and. Yeah. 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 That was hard. hundred percent. I was like, I want to be there. I wish I could do more. I wish I could, 
you know, what can I do? And it was like, it was really struggle. I struggled for sure. Not knowing, you know, what's going on, what's going on with my life and why, and why, and why, and why, like, you know, there was for sure grieving. I mean, all around in lots of ways in those, you know, in that time, there was like, it was a time of grieving in more ways than one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For people who are maybe thinking about starting to do voice messages with each other and have fears around that, what would you say to one of those women? Well, I'd say here's the thing is that um, now there's almost every app that has given the opportunity to do this. So you're not alone, essentially. You know, if you have iPhone, there's iMessage on Facebook Messenger, on now Instagram Messenger, there's WhatsApp, there's now Signal. That I, uh, I was told that only drug dealers use Signal because it's so private. <laughs> oh, God. I was like, okay, well. I'm not a drug dealer. Yeah. I'm not a drug dealer. I just want to send voice memos. Um, and, but the fact that all these, you know, we even, I think the first way we started was recording a memo on our phone and emailing it to each other. Actually, that's what it is. I have a bunch of them still saved. I know I do too. And, um, and I think that's it. Like the fact that there, these exist in so many avenues to be able to use them. A lot of people must be using using them then, mm-hmm. and creating and creating new apps or better apps or better security or whatever sure. it is. Um, just know that it you know if anybody's concerned about that and what they're putting out there, there don't use Facebook, don't use Instagram or WhatsApp. Use Signal uh, as it's like private and confidential, and you don't have to worry about it going somewhere in the wrong hands. But then um, just start, just do it. And I think what's funny is sometimes I listen to mine back <laughs> because I'm like, uh, well, also sometimes I forget what I've said. So I, if I like had to abruptly end, then I'm like, oh, where did I stop? Did I already say this? I don't want to repeat it again. But listening to yourself speak as well, I think is really interesting. And I think it's helpful and might build yourself courage to just keep speaking Um And I know that, you know, when I met our au pair that we were going to get, she was, you know, 19 years old and I sent her memos and she was like, you know, A, speaks Danish, doesn't speak English like that fluently, was super nervous about her speaking and was super like, you know, she's so young. She's like, I don't know if I'm going to say things right. I don't know if you're going to think I'm mad or sad or whatever. Um, But but that's how we like built our relationship up in the beginning was just by memos. She was not comfortable with it, but because I started and I did it, it made her comfortable. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's just it. It's like, I think it's hard for some people to even have phone conversations because a, they don't want to, I mean, I know even my brother, I'm like, if I phone my brother, one brother, um, I'll be on the phone with him forever. And I may not say that many things. He just will go on and on and on and on and on and on. And I'm like, this would be awesome in a, in a voice memo <laughs> because then I would know I don't have it. I'm not going to say anything <laughs> and I don't have to worry about that um, or what I'm doing at the time if he calls me. Um, and then I can send him a memo back and then I can know I'm being heard. Um I don't know. It's just a funny thing. I haven't got my brother in voice memos yet. (laughs) And you can record a memo and stop and not send it right away. Yeah, absolutely. I think every phone has the ability, has like a voice memo app Mm -hmm. that you can record memos right on your phone and you don't have to do anything with them. Even if that's the thing that you want to do. Yeah. I mean, podcasts and how that has just like blown up more people are talking and I think that it's healing. I think that it's been a massive healing thing for so many people. And I think that the first thing you do is just try, just do it. Send it to one of us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Send me a voice memo. I heard someone on another podcast say that they have a link somewhere on their website that you can like send the podcast people it's the free people one mm-hmm. uh, raising free people that you can send them a voice memo I'm like I need to figure out how to put that on my website because I would love for people to send me voice memos 
Yes. I think that it's as the baby has just woken up, but that it's, you can, you can find, you just need a phone number and like, you can create, I think a phone number or, um, yeah, you can create a phone number that you would just add to your link and say, send me a voice memo or a text or whatever. Yeah. And it, yeah. It could be through any, cause you can do that like WhatsApp or signal. You can send them to any phone number. The person just has to have that app, but I know WhatsApp is a huge thing on a lot of platforms. Yeah. A lot of people have that added as well. Well, I'm going to figure that out. And I guess today's conversation is going to be all about voice memos as your little (laughs) one just woke up and we will dig into, you know, the births and deaths and other aspects of our soulful friendship on other episodes. Yeah, that sounds good. I would love to, you know, write out the synchronicities and how they like connect the dots in other ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so so beautiful. Thank you so much for capturing this time with me today. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. And I I love love you. you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope the stories you heard stirred something in your soul and brought depth and connection to your heart. I lead monthly virtual gatherings that are my gift to the community. Each full moon, I create a sacred space for women to gather and connect over various topics, song, and dance. Every new moon, I hold a sacred space for mothers who have experienced the death of their wombling or baby. This is a safe place to express and share your unique stories of grief with other mothers walking a similar path. I am also a virtual and in-person radical keeper of birth and death. If you would like to gather one-on-one, I have offerings on my website, www.earthingnova.love. Please remember that clarity comes with practice. You will never know if you don't try. No one else would do it exactly like you, your voice, and presence are unique, never again to be repeated. Be brave, be bold, be love, be you.